Hello friends, it's Jim Nance and it's my great pleasure to welcome you to Beyond the Clubhouse, a podcast hosted by my friend Garrett Johnston. He is a testament to one of the great things about this sport, the friendships that come from playing or even just talking about the game. And you're going to meet some of the characters that Garrett has gotten to know from this past decade plus that he's been covering the sport. You're going to hear from players, caddies, members of the media. You're going to get the storytelling, the golf news, the players' swing tips, and a whole lot of laughs. It's coming your way with this edition of Beyond the Clubhouse. Here's Garrett. All right, what's going on, guys? we got Xander Shoffley for another chat. This is the second time he's been on the podcast. This one's a lot shorter. Let me guarantee you that. It's only about three minutes long. But this was uh, the Sunday of the PGA Championship. So what was he thinking as he wrapped up? What are the takeaways? But also looking ahead, what does he know about Brookline? Okay, he played that in the U.S. Amateur. So he gets into a little bit of his familiarity with that. And also St. Andrews, what does that mean to him as he looks ahead? So we, we, we get into a few different topics. What are some takeaways from major championships? And, and, and look at how he's been playing. Playing, right, tied for third in Phoenix. The win in Zurich, of course, that was in a team event with Patrick Cantley. Um, a tie for fifth. I mean, so he's been there. Tied for 13th at the PGA Championship. He went 68, 73, 69, and 70. So, listen, I know he wasn't extremely in the hunt, but you know, a pretty solid weekend, and he would have been a lot closer. You know, he was really only in the end. He was five shot back from being in a playoff. So, listen, he's getting there. I know there's a lot of people saying, okay, look at his record in the major championships. Okay, it's strong, but he still hasn't won one, right? Glass half full, glass half empty. That's really what it comes down to with Xander Shoffley. 13 top 25s in major championships and only 20 starts, 9 top 10s. I mean, I'm really impressed with these numbers. When you look at any other player around his age, Bryson DeChambeau, he's got 4 top 25s. Two top tens, but of course he's got a win. But still, he's got... Xander has what? three times as many top 25s as Bryson, and he has four times as many top 10s as Bryson. So so these are guys who are both 28 years old, right? So I think those are somewhat fair comparisons. I mean, just the consistency with Xander's game has totally been there, especially in the majors. Now, a lot of people might look at, okay, his PGA Tour record. It hasn't been, you know, hasn't won an individual event uh, since the, what, three and a half years ago, basically, 2019, it was uh, the champion tournament of champions there in Kapalua when he came back, stormed back shot 61 and beat Gary Woodland there. So that's, you know, glass half full, glass half empty. He had his opportunities in major championships, I should say, excuse me, PGA Tour events. Remember, he had the 54-hole lead in Vegas, and Jason Kograk came back. And, of course, Xander lives in Vegas, but that was should have been a good opportunity there at Shadow Creek, and he didn't quite get it done. So, yeah, there's been some, obviously, some things he's left on the table, but who hasn't left stuff on the table? I tend to take a glass-half-full perspective of Xander Shoffley. When we look at other players comparing major championships let's take uh, hey how about it how about his partner uh from the zurich patrick cantley okay he's got seven top 25s in major championships in 21 starts okay that's pretty similar when you look at the total number of starts that he has compared to xander shoffley so xander's got him by six top 25s in about the same number of starts only two top 10s for, for patrick cantley compared to nine top 10s for Xander Shoffley and Cantley's older, he's 30 years old. So I don't know. I, I really like when you when you put his numbers against his peers or against a lot of his peers, it really stacks out. I mean, 13 top 25s for Xander, only seven for Patrick Cantley. Hey, let's take uh, Matt Fitzpatrick. Okay, what does he what does he compare? At? He's 27 year old. He's eight top 25s. 
compared to 13 for Xander in 28 starts. So he's got eight more starts in majors than Xander, and he's still five behind him. Yes, I get it, two top tens, including the tie for fifth when he was in the final group on Sunday. Uh, but still, a two compared to nine top tens for Xander. This is crazy when you look at some of these people you're comparing them to. Now, I mentioned Fitzpatrick. In the final group of a major championship, I looked at some of the numbers in terms of Xander, right? He's been in two final groups. 2021 Masters, right? In that last group where he made four straight birdies to get within two, Hideki was running away with it, let's be honest, in 2021. Totally running away with it. And Xander made six birdies in a nine-hole stretch to catch or at least put some kind of pressure on Hideki. Yes, I know he put in the water on the 70th hole, that 16th hole, the par three, and that ended his chances. But still, he had to play some clutch golf just to get there, just to put himself in position. No one else did. The entire Masters field, and it's so easy to criticize. But DJ didn't do it, okay? Rory didn't do it. You know, we're so quick to heap praise on these guys, too. But it was only Xander who made this a fight with, with through 69 holes as you got to 70th hole. This is really, you have to think about it from that perspective as well. Now, I look at another final group in a major. The, the second one was from 2018 when he played with Jordan Spieth at the Open Championship at Carnoustie. Final group, he shot three over par. He finished tied for second. So, Let's look at kind of pressure situations in majors. I know that's unfortunate for him. He still finished in a tie for second. But shoot, still, shooting three over par when it mattered, that's a key thing. I think you also think when it mattered in majors, 2020th U.S. Open at Wingfoot. He was in the third to last group with Harris English. He shot four over par. So when he was close to the lead, when he was close to the final group, final pairing, um, he was four over there. He was three over at the Open Championship, Carnoustie. So I get it. You can look at, okay, isolate those tough courses, but still under pressure. Didn't get it done. He ended up fifth at the 2020 U.S. Open there at Wingfoot. So interesting situations, right? It, there, there's a lot to choose from when you're looking at the overall perspective of Xander. So we're going to get to his soundbite here with me on the Sunday of the PGA just in a minute. I just want to wrap up here. 2019 Masters. He did, though, show some good play under pressure. He was third to last group in that threesome, and he was four under par on the day, finished tied for second place. So he did make a pretty good run, and I know that him and his, his caddy Austin Kaiser, who he went to school with in San Diego, they knew on 17, we got to make this putt. We got to get in this. And they heard some noises. They heard Tiger and that shot on 16. So there was a uh, there were some situational things going on and some pressure that they were dealing with. And you know what? They they were there. There we go again. As I talked about being there in the Masters in 2021 through 69 holes. There they were through 70 holes on the 71st hole and just could not get it done. Heck, even Brooks Kepko couldn't get it done on the 71st and 72nd hole in those Masters. He missed two 10-footers back-to-back that would have gotten him into a playoff, and he made just one of them, right? So we can't get overly critical of Xander in that situation. I know he put himself there. He gave himself a shot. So what do we think? What What is our takeaway from Xander as you look ahead? I, totally balanced numbers, though. I, I'm looking at 19th in putting average, right? 20th in shots gained off the tee. 19th in approach shots, right? Shots gained approach. 9th in shots gained tee to green. 8th in shots gained total. 10th in greens in regulation. 9th in birdie average. Are you kidding me? These numbers are so good. And when you compare, like, I don't know. I just, for example, we all think of Sergio. I, at least I do, as one of the great ball strikers in in golf. And when you compare the numbers of Xander the last four years to Sergio, Xander, 
Four years ago, 43rd in Greensboro regulation. Sergio, 173rd. Three years ago, Xander was 10th. Sergio, 60th. Two years ago, Sergio was 11th. Xander was 33rd. I get it. And then last year, 10th. Excuse me, this year, uh, Xander was 10th and Sergio 76th. So listen, I understand this is not apples to apples, but I just want to give you kind of some kind of comparison to other players who are, I guess, viewed as, or at least historically been viewed as elite iron play golfers. So he's got iron play down. Driving is really good as well. His distance, he's in the top 30 as well. Look at look at his distance. He's 31st. Look at his distance the last few years since he's been on the PGA Tour. 16th for Xander Shoffley. 28th, 24th, 30th, 22nd, and 31st. Okay, I know he's not Dustin Johnson, but he's got distance and an incredible amount of balance in those seven categories I just listed off. This is really a lot that he brings to the table. <laughs> so it's interesting when you look at that. Um, now, I, I do have to say that when you look at putting, it, there's a little bit of a drop-off. Uh, Four-footers, he's not 98%. From five feet, 78%. This must be some kind of anomaly. Uh, I know for us, like, what what do we average from four feet and from five feet? But it, really a big drop-off of 20%. And you see that with other tour players as well as you get into five-footers. But still, um, that, I thought that kind of jumped out. When I asked him on the podcast for the first time back in August of 2020, coming off that PGA that Morikawa won, I said, how hungry are you to win a major championship? And Xander said, I'm very hungry, okay? I got to stick to the pillars of what got me here. I'm not going to change anything drastically, right? Colin winning a major makes me think, why can't I do it? He's a young guy. I'm a young guy too. We're in our 20s. We can do this. So you don't necessarily have to go out and pay your dues and have to wait till you're 30, wait till you're 35 to get it done. Right, you go out and do it instead of talking about going out and do it. That's a big thing for Xander as well. He wants to show through his actions that he's got the game. He's shown it in major championships. He's he's a big game hunter. Can he get it done? Let's get to the sound here. This is Sunday of the PGA Championship. My one-on-one chat with Xander Shoffley again. It's only about three minutes, but here he is, Xander Shoffley on Beyond the Clubhouse. take away from kind of the fight back you had the last couple of days and how do you how do you assess your the way you've been stepping up here in majors uh yeah it's a, a big uh step forward i guess from my last major i played which is at augusta and um uh, it was an okay week i mean i felt like i could probably even part was probably the worst i could have shot today all in all um mm-hmm. so a little bummed out with that but for the most part uh, yeah it was, it starting to hit some really good golf shots throughout the day and um, throughout the tournament, so that, that's definitely something I'm looking forward to. And then, as you look ahead in the next month, and, and we get to the next major, what's kind of um, you know what kind of mindset do you lean on as you look ahead to that? Just cleaning up what I'm doing. I mean, I I feel it was you know certain things were very difficult uh, this week. I think pulling some putts, okay. scrambling was difficult. Um, I think I did a lot of the hard you know the hard part really well, which was hitting a lot of fairways, and so that's kind of maybe where some of my frustration is coming from in terms of me scoring wasn't really uh, as, as good as I'd like it so a lot of the you know tough parts of the week were there for me and um, didn't really finish it up on the back end. Do you know anything about Brookline coming up? Uh, I played there in the USAM uh, I don't remember much I'm not sure if there's a redesign but yeah it's a it's a monster golf course um, it's gonna be you know I'm sure the USGA is having fun with it uh, I remember really thick rough um, not really an opportunity to run it up on the certain greens so hitting fairways once again in, in major championships is seeming to be a big thing harder the better 
typically for you? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, this week was sort of it. You know, um, double digits isn't, isn't going to win. It doesn't look like unless these boys make a lot of breeze coming in. So, um, harder the better typically. Right, and then not get too far ahead. But St. Andrews, what's kind of your, your thought process with that one? And yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just excited to, to go there. I've never I've been on the venue once, uh, just visiting the town um, after I think Carnoustie we stopped by. Um, so really, just excited to get on property and see sort of. Um, what that course looks like and how it plays. You know, I've, I've seen it on TV and I've watched the greats play it, so I'm excited to play it myself. Yeah, then last thing, just uh, when you practice, you know, from a from a uh, warm-up, what's what's the biggest takeaways you want to have from, from a good warm-up? Um, I honestly, I, I've played some of my best golf, you know, shanking on the range. I, I really, you know, it's nice to see good shots on the range, but for the most part, it doesn't really matter. I think as, as long as you're seeing your physio, getting your body warm, um, you know, kind of working through your bag, maybe, more of a routine thing. Um, that's kind of all I look for. Always appreciate it, buddy. Cool. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ross. Here. All right, my thanks to Xander Shoffley. I love the insight uh, in Boston there, Brookline, and having played the course, at least there's some familiarity. He knows the USGA is going to have fun setting that up. So hope you guys had a blast listening to Xander here. I want to talk to you about Encore Golf. Before we go, three balls, one truth. Technology matters. Golf is complicated. Choosing the right golf ball for your game doesn't have to be. So Encore's three-ball lineup covers the full spectrum of spin, trajectory, and compression to ensure your golf game is completely dialed in. And with their direct-to-consumer model, they have a golf ball fit for any budget. EncoreGolf.com. Check them out. All right. Hope hope this was uh, informative for you. I know there's a lot uh, that Xander brings to the table, a 28-year-old from San Diego, now living in Las Vegas. A lot when it comes to major championships. So we'll see how he does in these next two. We'll catch up soon again. Uh, and I'm beyond the clubhouse here. <laughs>